What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Souls speaking now. Uh, usually, I talk to uh, artists or writers uh, on this uh, epic podcast we have here, but I'm branching out into film. Um, I'm talking to the creators of a, a terrific fan film that explores the character of the Marvel uh, superhero, Black Panther. Uh, I believe that this uh, fan film has put some, uh, some fire underneath the collective ass of Marvel and, uh, and has definitely created a buzz on the internet. I'm talking to the team over at Workhorse Pictures. What's going on, gentlemen? going on? Hello, sir. How are you doing? All right, all right. So right now I have the writer, producer, director, CGI, uh, you know, actor who plays T'Challa, uh, D.A. Jackson. How you doing, sir? Hello, hello. How you doing? And uh, I'm also talking to uh, that charismatic cat who played a Lieutenant McQueen in the first, I think, uh, installment in the second one. Uh Staxton Carter. Did I get the name right? Staxton, brother, but it's okay. That seat throws everybody off. Staxton <laughs> Carter. Staxton Carter. And uh, so the first question I got to ask is, are y'all talking to me from the road? Because you know Hurricane Irma is coming up. You know what I mean? I mean, are y'all in the car now? Y'all in the Jeep? What's, what's happening? By the way, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is I'm talking to these cats. They uh they work out of a Florida dojo, and so that's why I'm hitting them with the Irma. Let's see, uh, Timbo, uh, you, you can answer where we are right now. So, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, Jeff. I played a part of Kanu. I'm obviously rather forgettable <laughs> <laughs> on all fronts. So anyhow, I'm here. <laughs> now, every everybody remembers Kanu, man. We're in the dojo right now. We're in the dojo. I hope y'all above sea level. Oh, definitely right now. I mean, we're, uh, it's crazy here. People are, they've already raided the, the, the gas stations, all the water's gone and all of the, uh, uh, what are you, supermarkets? It's, it's pretty much like bedlam. Just crazy. Wow. Yeah. We're we're here. We're chilling at the dojo. Everyone is relaxed. Like, you know, it's good for us. We're in the middle of a war. It's all happy. Okay. All right. And we're in central Florida too. So, you know, we're the, we're the most inland and we're the highest altitude in the state. So hurricanes barely come this far in. You know, we're all nervous, of course. You don't want to play with Mother Nature. Right. But so far in our life, we've been blessed to have been safe from a lot of these hurricanes for the past, like, 20 years or something. So, Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, earlier that was uh, uh, Jeff Moise. Is that correct? Jeff Moise. 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 I have a yeah. reputation of up people's names man so please don't be offended but uh everybody that's a a haitian last name it happens often okay all right uh but no you know it's so funny one of the one of the biggest um well first of all let's let's talk about the film this is the reason one of the reasons why i want to have you on um when you guys came out with that first installment of black panther storms of carnage i mean there was a ton of people's minds that was just blown you know, what I mean, number one on the on a very surface level, the 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 fight choreography that we saw in that film for a fan quote unquote amateur production was off the chain. 
I mean, Thank I haven't seen, much, I haven't seen, and, 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 and peep this what I'm telling you, I haven't seen creative violence like that since the raid. Thank you. We're much appreciated, and we, you know, we strive to uh, to impress ourselves. So it takes, uh, it, it's that's what comes out when we yeah. try to to find that. And the other thing that was crazy was that the acting was so freaking professional. I mean, you had uh, the brother, uh, Wester Joseph, who played Timbo. He was kind of like the, uh, for lack of a better word, like the, the, the poet negotiator. It was almost like, you know what I mean? And then the, the contrast of the personality with Jeff's character, Kanu, you know, it was just crazy. You know what I mean? I, what, was the, what was the line that Kanu said? Something to the effect of uh, um, something like, the, I can't remember everything, but. I remember, okay, on the second one, there was this uh, other uh, elder uh, who played like this kind of contact who was working. And uh, uh, I remember it was a line that says something to the effect of, uh, I think Wester said, you know, that uh, Kanu was more of a warrior than a diplomat or something like that. And then the negotiator guy said, I wonder who was more dangerous. You know what I mean? And, And that's the other level that was so impressive about this production is that the dialogue was epic. Right. right. The dialogue Again, was you. epic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess, yeah. I, I guess I want to get down to the, to the little bit of how it all uh, came together. What inspired your team to, 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 to do this fan film? I mean, why black Panther and why not another character, you know, tell us about how it got started. Well, I, I can I can I can say this. One of the biggest inspiration of it all is that the the entire crew of us universally was in a kind of a, a hunger to show off all of our artistic abilities. You know, mm-hmm. from the, from the camera work to the acting. You know, everybody in that movie has so many different artistries that they're really good at, and it has just been a wild one. At one point, it's been a while for us doing anything. And for two, it has been a while since we had seen a movie that we all really liked, you know. And it had also been a while that we've seen a character that we all universally loved. And we, we were all wanting all those questions to be answered by the next film. And Sifu just just came down with a lightning bolt from Zeus and was like, Black Panther. And we were just like, that is it. Wow. You know, we were like, we have to do that. We all universally love this character. And Sifu... Sifu is a real like T'Challa. Like he's not even acting. He just calls himself by you know by this character's name. But he is the righteous man. You know what I mean? You can see it in his eyes and how he moves and how he plays his characters. And and he just wrote a script that that he knew he could pull the best performance from all of us. And he wrote a script that we would work really hard at. You know from you know you don't see it, but when some of us aren't filming or acting. We're holding a camera. Like every cameraman is also an actor or a stuntman, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was this. He he put the words down on paper. Like he knows his people. Sifu knows his students, and he knows his people. He knows how to get the best out of us. And he just put together a script that just, you know, we read it. We were just we 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 had to. We wanted to just jump in and, and take it down, man. And and Jeff, to to me, one of my favorite actors in the film is Jeff because Jeff brings. He brings a level of authenticity to every single one of those films, if that makes any sense. Like, there's an issue and there's a problem, 
we understand it's a problem by the narrative, but when you meet Jeff's character, he really makes you feel like, yo, they are going to get this vibranium and they're going to shake up the world. Like he, he, he really brings that reality and authenticity to it, man. And, and believe it or not, for me personally, he was kind of bouncing off of his energy for my character, you know, as, uh, as, a, as McQueen. So, you know, it was just, like I said, Seafood knows his people, he knows our spirits, and he knows how to get us to really play off of one another and just build something excellent, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when I, after finished watching the film, probably the first episode on YouTube, maybe 10 times, I was reading in the uh, little description and didn't you guys say something to the effect of you made the film with like for $50 and a bag of trail mix? Facts. Facts. <laughs> now, now, how did that happen? Facts. You know, I mean, how did it happen? Who had trail mix? That's the first thing. Who had a trail mix? I brought, so stay for me. I brought the trail. <laughs> okay. And uh, while filming it, I went to take a break to grab a, a, a some, and I ate some, and then somebody knocked the bag over. And, like, it was just, like, like splattered everywhere. And it became, like, a joke. Like, we made $50 and a bag of trail mix. Wow. Like, a bag of trail died. The $50 was, uh, this is DA, but the, <laughs> the $50 was for costumes and extra little things that we had to get here and there. But for the most part, our first film deal is, I guess, about a $50 budget. Our second one, we went up a little bit because we had to buy Storm's uh, wig and or wigs because we had a couple of them as well as her outfits but that went up to five hundred dollars and then the third one that you just watched that cost about um fifteen hundred mm. now the first thing that pops in my mind is with such a professional uh production are you guys doing kickstarters for for this i mean is it totally self-funded i mean how are you approaching that oh this is all out of my pocket this is <laughs> like so wow. like i I'm blessed with the money. I have students that, that love to, to play with us, have fun, you know, do these projects. And so mm -hmm. I consider it an honor to be able to, to present these for, you know, for the fans, for the world. And, and of course, uh, I see them as an exercise mm -hmm. for, for these particular skill sets that we're working on. So I try to do something different in each one of these movies. So that's why they look a little different every time because I'm mm -hmm. working on either different camera tricks or different levels of CGI, or I'm working on, you know, sound or just whatever it is. I allow these to further our professionalism. Mm -hmm. So our goal is this continuous escalation in product. What we would like to do is, is do a Patreon. And I think we'll, we'll probably attempt to do that directly after uh, we, we allow everyone to witness part four, which is going to be epic. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, when I uh, when I look back on YouTube and I look at the uh, the views on the first one is sixty two thousand. Did you expect that you would get that kind of support? Yes, I'd say no because uh, I, I I mean Jeff Jeff expected it Jeff <laughs> Jeff Jeff expected it I didn't expect it because. You know, uh, maybe, maybe, and I kind of speak for a lot of other people because we didn't make it for anybody except for ourselves. Hmm. We literally want to make something so we can go to bed at night and, and, and have, you know, be able to focus our minds on our families and, and our, and our day-to-day -day lives and not feeling that knack of having to express ourselves artistically. So initially it was just to, you know, 
just to keep this off our chest and say, okay, we did something. Okay, now we can relax. And then we put on the internet, and the internet basically was like, they blew up. And we were like, well, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, Jeff walked in. Jeff walked in the door telling us, you know, he was saying, you know, this is it. This is, people going to love this. This is going to be amazing. And then we were all just like, whatever, Jeff. We're just happy we like it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. My whole thing was, okay, this is Jeff Moyes, right? Mm-hmm. My whole thing was, like, coming from, uh, you know, studying theater in the University of Florida, one of the things that was drilled into my head was script analysis. Mm-hmm. All right? So when I got my draft of the script, I saw that it was solid to begin with. Mm-hmm. And when you work from uh, uh, an excellent script, all you need is competent performers, and we had that. You had so that, once yeah. I plugged it, yeah, once I plugged in all the variables – and plus the dude piloting the black lion, you know, we're good. Voltron is set in the form. So I, I had every confidence. If, 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 anything, if anything, to date, I am shocked and puzzled why part one hasn't hit one million yet. <laughs> if anything. You, you know, it's funny, man. You was able to look at the script and realize that all the pieces were in place. And so it was easy money. You know it's going to blow up. Immediately. After the first read. Hmm. 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 was set like that. So when when uh, when part two came out, right in between, there was these little, you know, uh, I don't want to say commercials, but these little these little bits. And um, I think that I began. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I began to see a narrative forming. Uh, one of the things that you guys uh, brought to the T'Challa character. Uh, that, you know, I hope to see, you know, further is the regalness. Uh, you know, not only, of course, Storm is regal. We've seen her regal in other, in other mediums. Uh, but the regalness that you bought to T'Challa and the fact that it was almost like he was a poet king kind of thing. It was almost like some type of Shakespeare type vibration. Was, was that what y'all was going for? Once again, you know, it, it's 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 in the writing. Like once the writing is off the meter, the characters are going to pop off the screen or the page, so to speak. Once the actors just do a competent job, you mm-hmm. don't need with, with writing like this. You don't need Oscar award winners. You're going to look like an Oscar award winner if you just do your job. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and as far as those vignettes, those are, are what we call, you know, world builders. We're building the world of Storms of Carnage, and those are like connective tissue from okay. part one to, to part two to give you an overall look of what type of world these characters are operating in. And if anything, another crime is that those vignettes don't get the attention they deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, my, little, my little rant on that subject is, those should have gotten more um, inclusive or or telling thumbnails to mm-hmm. direct people there. Because once you watch part one, who are you looking for? You're looking for T'Challa. Mm. You, you're looking for content that points you toward this, charima- this charismatic, galvanizing figure that the Workhorse Pictures world created, right? Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was make those vignettes associated with that face and then the world that we're trying to put out there gets more expression, gets more exposure. But, you know, that's just my two cents. Well, I want to add on to that as well and say, um, to re- back to what you were saying about the regalness and the Shakespeare of it all, you know, it, 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 
I can understand the rest of the world seeing that and being shocked by it, but I, I you know, uh, DA is, you know, uh, legal. Right, 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 right. You know, he, we, we train under this man and that's how he talks. That's how he thinks. You know, he's such a strongly spiritually aligned person and very articulate and very well thought out and, and a very deep man to the bottom of the ocean deep and a very loving man and a very powerful man with that love. And so when you have all of that in you already, putting it on a piece of paper is simple. And so, you know, to the rest of the world, it's, it's kind of like, wow, you know, they really put some effort in, in, into this character, but we, we put ev- effort into everything we do, and we're honest people in everything we do. And so a, a, a strong bit of who we are, you will always see in our work, which is why we call ourselves workhorse, because that that what you saw was a culmination of a lot of work from before we decided to make a movie just in existence. We talk about the work we do in our everyday lives as people. And, and and all we decided to do was pick up a typewriter and write down how we feel as people and then act it out in front of a camera. But we're real. We're very real about how how we come across in the films and and the content that it is, you know. You know, we like I said, we make we wanna watch. You okay. Know? Okay. This is also why people, I think, responded to it so well, is the fact that each of these people, as as I wrote the script out, as Jason said earlier, I'm constantly looking for things to kind of bring out in them. So when you see them uh, living in these performances, a lot of what they're bringing is just like a a mirror of of who they are, a mirror of seeing their you know their soul through it. Some of the characters, of course, are corrupt, and they're doing these, but. The only reason you believe them is because you can see like an echo of truth in what they're doing. And that might be in sometimes line delivery and sometimes just the perspective that that character will bring and being able to convince you that what they think is real. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have to ask this question. Um, I want to go through like uh, each individual character and then I want to do an overview of the series. And then I just want the audience to be aware that these aren't, you know, like two-dimensional, you know, folks. We have like photographers, musicians. Uh, I think uh, Da, you, there's a there's a little mobile game uh, app out there floating around with your name on it, isn't there? There's a there's a few. We've uh, I have a, a mobile app company called uh, Workhorse Bytes, and we we create apps, some utilitarian apps as well as as video games. We've been doing that since about 2000 and. Four, I think. Wow. Or somewhere around there. Okay, okay, okay. So uh so so with uh Stason's character McQueen, I swear to God, it yeah. seemed like he was ad libbing everything. Is that what happened? I mean the brother just kinda uh, came out there kinda like, you know, full of pomp and circumstance and you you just totally just like stole the scene. Was that ad libbing? You could you could be honest. It, it it uh so me as an actor you know a lot of that a lot of that was the dialogue so how how seafood tends to work is we all get to read it if the lines don't feel as strong as something that we could naturally say he'll give us a space to you know put new dialogue in there because we're all writers ourselves so he okay. gives us a space to put the dialogue in there he vets it once he says it's good that we really build the character. Okay. And what ends up happening is that through rehearsal, by the time we get to the set, we've polished the lines to the point and polished the character to the point that, you know, when I step into the room, it's like trumpets are coming in behind me, you know, but that's what we worked towards. You know, that was 
that was literally the point of that character. You know, he was the whistleblower. You know, mm-hmm. you know, while y'all being tense, trying to you know start some shit, we need to get business done. You know, like and that right. and that that the intensity. You know, that that's what the character was supposed to deliver. Because you're talking about you're talking about this scared negotiator from Wester, and then you got this very trigger happy, violent, hungry character from West. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, from Jeff. I'm uh-huh. sorry. And uh, you got, and then you got the crazy white guy in the corner from Karen, and right. and all these hostages. And it's like, yo, hold the phone. You know, like, and that was, yeah. you know, and that was the point of the character was to be able to really just pull the e brake on the whole situation, and then make it about his perspective out of nowhere. So it it, it wasn't ad lib. As much as it was just really, the humanity was really dug out of the character and then emphasized very strongly. Okay, all right, all right. And uh, and Jeff's character, Kanu. I mean, the thing that's so crazy is when you guys do like the little videos, hey, you know, we got another part coming out. You seem so, you know, mild-mannered and, and, and cooled out. But man, you, you put that goatee and beard on and you, you look like you're ready to... To kill rocks. Tell me about that character, Kanu. <laughs> well, um, like, like, like she just said, um, uh, he, he tries to find Mr. Uh, McGee. Character. Mr. McGee, don't make Jeff angry. You wouldn't like <laughs> him when he's angry. <laughs> well, like she said, uh, he, he constructs characters that we can. Um, we can find reflections of ourselves in, uh, and more to that, like you said, there's a certain degree of truth that I, as, as a thespian was trained to bring to my characters. You know, if you bring your true emotion to a character, there's no line going on on stage or on camera. So, uh, my job as a, as a dramatist is to bring authenticity. I'm, I'm humbled by the fact and elated by the fact that it, it translates over well, but once again, um, you know, no one man associated with this uh, crew is an island. I, I have great uh, co-workers, uh, great writing, and then you have a great director, and all that serves itself to, uh, to to shape each individual character, which, of course, in turn, uh, lends itself to an overall picture. Um, having leeway, because like Stacey said, we all have writing talent, having leeway to to give our input or uh, what I believe you were alluding to a line that I had to say in part one, uh, was it the one that I talked about, uh, uh, the one that the ancestors offloaded them or somewhat, so something like that, mm-hmm. that usually gets people's attention. Yeah. And to told that was a line. It was, it was far more embellished. Like, like I, I asked to, to add it. And then before we got to the final, uh, product, Karen actually helped me chop it down. And we were like, Eureka, we'll go with that. So it, it's it's a reflection of that whole conglomerate, all these creative minds coming together to make that make that uh, uh, unified vision. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, you know, we're talking not about a trilogy, but a, a, a four-part series. So, uh, you know, can we give just like a, you know, for, for folk, the few people out there who may have not seen um, you know, the, 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 the films, you have to go to, uh, the workhorse pictures channel on YouTube, uh, workhorse pictures channel on YouTube. And, uh, and you'll see, uh, you know, black Panther, uh, unleashed storms or carnage. 
um, you'll see, uh, you know, the first part, the second part, the third part. And then in between one and two, there are little, uh, you wouldn't call them vignettes. You would just say short, uh, you know, world builder uh, kinds of, uh, of films. Can you give us an overview of the first film? Okay. Overview of the first film. We introduce... And this is Jeff, this is by the way, family. Go ahead. No, no, this is DA now. Oh, <laughs> This we all, I guess, all sound very similar. <laughs> okay. Uh, in in story number one, in the beginning, what we do is we introduce the the situation. We introduce the uh, the problem, and the problem is that vibranium is being smuggled out of Wakanda, and in doing so, we allow you to kind of just fall first into the mystery and the intrigue of of discovering with uh, with T'Challa what's really going on as we enter into the second one we open it up a little bit so we start seeing what his particular uh quandary is what his problem is and why he's motivated to do these and we begin to unfold a little of the backstory as to why any of those characters were even in south africa and in Tambazindi in the first place and then when we get to part three we begin to see some of the characters that are really pulling the strings. And we start, basically we're just uncovering more and more of these layers until we culminate in part four with, I think it's going to be like a 30 minute, like just break the top off of the volcano. Wow. Like our goal is to make sure that this is a catharsis. By the time we get to the end, instead of puttering out or in, and letting everyone down with, with just an ending, you know, we spend too much time at making these things Mm -hmm. to to end it badly or to end it on a low note. So our mm -hmm. goal is to, to take it as high as, as it could possibly be. I want it to be an adrenaline rush, to have endorphins just flying, and for for literally, for you know, any fanboy, any person who's not even into this, up at arms just jumping around their computer screen or their television and just into it, like just to feel it for the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. We need it to be this. That's our, that's our goal. Uh, Jeff can give a little bit added to the Okay. Uh, what what can I say that hasn't been said? Uh, I'd say that from part one, part two to part three, if it hasn't been insinuated already, there's a steady incline mm -hmm. as as far as just overall uh, scope and, and catharsis that that is to be uh, uh, beheld in the culmination of part four, the culmination of the series. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. That that's part of the excitement that you know, as that insider, as any one of the insiders, I get to feel, you know what I mean, which which uh, adds to this overall experience and the excitement of that. Because we all hear about you know, main quote unquote mainstream actors, how you know they're griping, they're in these multi million dollar contractual situations, and they're griping. We're hyped to be on this, uh, to be a part of this. Uh, uh, what was it? Quadrilogy, and you know, we, you already know what we're doing it for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it, it's 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 a uh, it's a payoff that you don't get to uh, experience every day. It's it's just a real good feeling, a real good time. Okay, now uh, you know, Da gave the overview. Um, of course, the first was was dope. You know, I had the great fighting, and you had the you know the the terrific dialogue. You know, I had to turn my volume up. Real how the first one. I'm glad y'all improved. <laughs> I'm glad y'all got the microphone <laughs> situation squared away. But number two, 
Number two really shocked people because y'all really introduced Storm. Can y'all talk about yeah. the actress who plays Storm and, and, and I mean, the, the, her dialogue, the fight scenes. I mean, I've seen husband and wife fight before, you know what I mean? But never like that. Can y'all talk about that? Well, again, this is, all right, this is DA and, um, and T'Challa. So, <laughs> and that is my, that is my wife. Beautiful. <laughs> so, as my wife, she is from Kenya. Okay. And, uh. I mean, everything that Storm is, she is. Mm. So it was not difficult. She's trained with me for like tw- 22 years wow. as well. So she, you know, she's a Kung Fu practitioner. She teaches with me every day. Mm-hmm. So she brings a level, again, of authenticity to this that is very difficult to just train into an actress in like six months and say she's going to look like she can kick butt. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that it, if you notice like in the third one, when she's hitting people, it looks like she has gravity, like she's hitting people. Yeah. And that's because those are people she hits. Okay. So it's wow. like we we're able to work that kind of fluidity and smoothness, you know, just because we're able to have that synergy. And so she and I, you know, we tend to fight on a regular, I mean, uh, not, not have conflict, but we say <laughs> we spar, we, Right. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up swords and we'll go at it. And the same thing happens with us and our kids. We'll pick up swords and, or we'll just go hand to hand and that's our household. And okay. so it's, it's, it is the norm, but she's, I mean, I, I mean, y'all awesome. don't fight every morning before breakfast, do you? I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> we just fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, so, one of the things a, that was so beautiful about the, the acting part is I mean, the, some of her facial expressions, I, I swear it just seems natural. There was one point where you threw something at her. She caught it, and it was a wedding, uh-huh. a wedding wing, and so she looked at it ring. like, <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and when she zapped uh, McQueen's character, I swear to Christ, that was so mm-hmm. awesome. She was like, no one will remember you. I mean, did, you have, did she have to do that like multiple times? Did you get on the first take? That was so powerful. Uh, she 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 tends to hit these things really well and, and very powerful because that's I mean it's just in her nature she has this uh, she has kind of like this fire within that allows her to be able to tap into that so I mean you can see it especially in the newest one where you see a lot of emotional kind of uh, outbursts yeah. kind of happening but the what she brings to it is is this kind of grounding where you go it's not just a a lady flying around in the air that's you know, being regal, it's someone who's hurting because she thinks that the person she loves has been harmed. Yeah. And seeing that brokenness, I think, brings it out. Even when she when she destroys or, or blasts uh, uh, McQueen, it's that idea that you don't understand what I could do to you. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is where I'm at right now, and you're pushing me to that. And so she, she definitely has, I mean, she's amazing in, in her performances in terms of the physicality mm-hmm. uh, she's the mother of my children so she, she's Beautiful. just pretty awesome all around wow 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 so you're saying there's going to be a, a young mutants coming out pretty soon is that what you're trying to tell me little babies coming out is that is that the deal well right now we uh she's she's actually uh we're expecting in december so we wow we have congrats like a, our, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I have uh, hopefully I think we have a little boy on the way this time. I have a few girls right now. I have three girls. Wow. So this beautiful. is my Yeah, but she's again uh, we call her Simu. Simu is uh, her title just like Sifu is mine. Okay. And yeah, she's a uh, 
she's stoked for it. She's ready for battle. And so that's cool. But I think the biggest the biggest part about her performances is when we get a chance to kind of work through these things. I mean, she's generally the last line before you guys get a chance to see these movies. So mm-hmm. I'll run a lot of the or a lot of the script revisions or anything past her. So she definitely is kind of that, that filter that allows you guys to get the highest quality, at least that we can present mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, yeah, the thing that was so beautiful about the way she was portrayed was, um, you know, in the in the comics, at least the way I remember, she was the leader of the X-Men. You know, this is before, you know, Cyclops and all that other kind of stuff. And I think that's the way you guys have her portrayed in the film, right? Exactly. Like, that's why we have a, we have a Colossus with her at this point, because often when she was running either the X-Men Team B or when she was the head leader, she would take Cyclops with her and often Nightcrawler. And so that's we just put that team together again mm-hmm. and allowed them to move around uh, as it in but that's i mean that's what we try to bring to this which is we want to represent the comic well i mean one thing you won't be able to see because of the legalities that marvel has is storm and t'challa in the same movie be it fighting or just enjoying each other Mm. and so and and the other thing was how often have you ever seen storm actually get slammed in the mud and, and get out of that and then like show you hand to hand show mm-hmm. you that she can get down because i mean think of it she's been trained physically by t'challa mm-hmm. to fight she's mm-hmm. you know she was a thief is all these things that they kind of touch on mm-hmm. but they tend to draw back and try to elevate her to this untouchable status that does not bring her closer to us but it distances her right. and so we wanted to kind of have a character that you could actually see the frailty but also see the strength and understand that when she brings it down, she's really going to hurt you. When she's yeah. doing it from a distance, she has the ability to work all of this stuff, you know, uh, just kind of uh, in synchronous. Like she can use her, her, her air bending, so to speak. She can use the lightning. She can take the air out of your lungs as she does in the third, you know, just all of these things. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that was, was really cool and you can appreciate it, you know, more in the second and the, in the third iteration is the the fight commentary <laughs> that that T'Challa is doing, you know what I mean, throughout the whole thing, you know. And again, it's poetic. So you, you say something to the effect of she may be the master of the skies, but it's the ground that she will have to contend with, or something like that, you know what I mean? And uh, and the detail, you know what I mean? That was there was there on a second one. I think it was the second one. You were bouncing off a tree or something, and you zoomed in on the goosebumps on your skin, and then you jumped, and then the lightning struck. I mean, that attention to detail, you're not going to see in like a big production. We're not going to see that in Avengers or Guardians or none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Because that kind of uh, attention to detail kind of shows a love and a respect for the character. Uh, definitely. Uh, this is Jeff Moyes again. Mm-hmm. I okay. do. And, and and that just lends itself to my to my previous point. I'm baffled. <laughs> I'm chagrined that our numbers. I, I mean, seriously, just honestly, this is this is a hundred percent honesty for me. I'm gonna take it from Jeff because Jeff keeps <laughs> Jeff just cut. <laughs> a, a million, a million of feet from part one to two. Minimum by this point. I am shocked. Can I, can I be honest with you, Jeff? Can I be honest with you, <laughs> Jeff, uh, Stacey, and DA? Do the masses really 
seek quality. You got, uh, you know, songs about, you know, silly stuff like what does a fox say? Da, 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 and, and all this kind of stuff to get million, very silly stuff that gets millions and millions of views. But, you right. know, do the masses really crave quality or is it just that critical mass of people that really appreciate you know something with some thought something with some intent you follow me okay you nailed it because on the other side of of my tirade is that we've been blessed by having the quality of people who see it we don't have a a large quantity Mm -hmm. but in, in that same reality that same vein we've we've amassed a quality of of, of of people who are a part of that niche audience that happens to enjoy our work. So that evens it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading an article the other day. I think the founder of Wired Magazine said something to the effect of all you need is like a thousand hardcore fans. You, you know what I mean? To, 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 to support what you're doing. And you guys have uh, way more than that. Um, I want to move on to the last part uh, of the, you know, the next part, number three. And then I want to talk about your individual projects that y'all are working on. I've heard some of y'all have been trained actors. I know Wester is a musician and, uh, and, and things of that sort. So I kind of wanted to, to tap into that a little bit. I don't want to keep you guys too long. So on the third one, you know what I mean? You know, third one was so heavy is it seems like, you know, just like D.A. said, we kind of start to see some of the people behind the scenes and some of the motivations of the cats who took the, the, the vibranium out, you know, and trying to sell it or whatever. But then we went inside and, and T'Challa is starting to kind of have a spiritual battle. And I actually haven't seen that in the comics until, you know, just recently. Can y'all talk about, you know, the, the kind of spiritual struggle that T'Challa was dealing with in, uh, in number three? Well, if you, uh, if if any of the fans have seen, uh, or any of your viewers have seen the uh, the part three yet, uh, they'll notice that during my evasion, this is the A, uh, my evasion of the the, the missile mm-hmm. uh, that was coming from the, from the helicopter when I did the gainer, uh, I still got caught by the uh, uh, by the blast. Mm-hmm. And because I got caught by the blast, I used the person as a human shield, and that kind of put him into a bad place, which is where. Colossus came in where he's kind of protecting me, etc. But that state that he's placed in, that comatose, is where he was able to uh, come face to face with the source of his power, which is Bast. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the probably one of the coolest things of the process. We had a chance to do something we've never seen committed to film, right. which is we've never seen the depiction of Bast in any form on film. And so we, we we were honored to be able to kind of put that out there and at least, you know, kind of put a bug in the big studio's ears and say, hey, look, you guys can do this. And it'd be pretty cool if you did. This is the cheap version. This is the fifteen hundred dollar, you know, Kmart special. But but look at it. You know, look, people still can get the idea. They can still respond emotionally to the story. Uh, you have the scene where he has to literally fight himself and there's an easter egg in there for anyone who's like paying attention to who he's fighting how he's fighting himself these apparitions you see jeff all of these things tend to come in where you you even get a chance to see uh i guess uh, the wakandan council and how Mm -hmm. and how t'challa as king 
uh, got a chance to to respond and you know how he moves for things diplomatically but then at the same time he's a warrior king so it's only so much he'll take out of any situation so the idea was to to demonstrate and as much as we could how he's kind of dealing with the turmoil within his own soul and how he i guess how he how he battles with that how he comes to terms with the darkness because you know once all of us are faced with the the temptation or the darkness or the the seduction of of doing things quick and easy but but at the same time compromising ourselves as we're dealing with that we can either come to peace with it or we can run away from it or we can we can succumb to it and the idea that we wanted to press is as the black panther he has to understand how to how to bridle this how to bring it into submission in order to gain power true power in order to fight anything and bass is leading him through this, this spiritual journey by by really testing it but it was mm. a blast to shoot it too i mean getting to fight yourself who gets to do that on, on film not really right, 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 right. <laughs> now uh I, I have to talk about the cgi uh, the cgi of course is incredible uh you know and and again for for not having a a serious budget you know by by you know some standards um Y'all make a lot go a long way. So is it is it just you, DA, that's doing the CGI? You got a team? Can you talk about that? It's just him. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> you understand? Right. Like, everybody's, like, in awe of him. Like, he, he does this. Wow. <laughs> he, he does, it's seamless. Everything you see from the, uh, the, the muzzle flash, blood spurts, Claws, cracks in the cement, lightning, uh, cyclones. It's him. Wow. Like all him. Nobody but him. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Exactly. <laughs> we did have to, um, we did do some practical things as well. Like if you look at uh, uh, Colossus, I had to build his arms. Mm-hmm. So I, I sculpted those and then we, and then we filmed them. So the reason we get some things to look really real is because they they are real. Okay. Uh, and that guy is like he's actually pretty huge. He's like almost he's like six five, six six, something like that. But he's he used to be on the Greece, sorry, the national volleyball team for Greece. He's one of my students, but it's really okay. tall guy. But yeah, so, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely if for for short films. And we're talking, you know, like, you know, around uh, what uh, the first one is 12 minutes. I'm looking at YouTube here. The second one is like 22 minutes and the third one is like 17. I mean, you really take us, you know, on a journey. And and I got I, this may be bad news for the folk listening, but Black Panther that's coming out in February is not going to be this good. I'm telling you, you know, what I mean, it's going to look pretty. But it's not going to be this good. I, I don't think. I don't. I just don't think Hollywood can build a three-dimensional black character. Am I a pessimist? I mean, y'all with me? Give me some feedback. I, I don't think it's going to be as good as what y'all laying down. I would like it to be. So my my hopes. <laughs> see, Jeff is laughing right now. <laughs> but my so DA hope, is the optimist in the group. All right, I can dig it. All right, I can understand. My, well, half full. Glasses half like full. It. 
I have to be able to see the best in everything because it allows me to pull that out. And so I'd like to go to this movie and appreciate it and go, wow, Chadwick did amazing. Or, wow, these guys pulled together something that is compelling. And at least they're giving a chance uh, for this character to be seen in a, in a wide, you know, a wide uh, viewership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe people watch ours for backstory and, and get to see how the comic really feels. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I'm not a hater, so I'm not going to get <laughs> mad at them for, for trying to, to do something good. Uh-huh. My goal is just to make what we do catapults their vision. Like, if it if it in any way can help them to see what people really want to see, mm-hmm. and, you know, just see what fans enjoy. If it can motivate them, that is my goal. Not mm-hmm. to take, sh- you know, not to take light away from them or anything else, but just to show it can be done. And it doesn't cost millions of dollars to get it done. Mm-hmm. It takes imagination dedication and so but jeff wants to chime in on your side uh-huh. <laughs> okay. all right get him jeff one get him plus- <laughs> <laughs> one of the pluses i find in being on this journey workhorse pictures is that i get to interact with fans right mm-hmm. and on one of our latest blog posts i actually answer the fans who who level the question similar to that and my thing is this our heaviest influences or influence, literary influence, for creating our version of T'Challa Black Panther is the Reginald Hudley run. Right, like, right. Like, yeah. that's the run that that anchored me in as a hardcore fan of that character. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw Civil War, my face screwed up immediately <laughs> because they're speaking <laughs> from a completely different fountain. Right. I was like, uh, what cats, what, 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 what? Get it out, man. That? Take take it time. Take a deep breath. Get it out. Get it out. Here's, take it time. Uh, look, look, to quote me, to quote me on our channel, responding to one of our fans, look, T'Challa was getting thrown around way too much by mm-hmm. characters established. He can eviscerate them right. in hand-to-hand combat. You know, mm-hmm. I, you got to give uh, Captain America his due for being able to go toe-to-toe with him. Mm-hmm. But different intera- iterations from the comic books, it, it, different iterations of the Black Panther have kicked his butt, including T'Challa. Right. You understand? So I, from that hardcore comic book fan perspective, I wasn't really feeling his his portrayal as far as his combat prowess, mm-hmm. if you understand what I mean. I mean, so, if you go so, by the comics... He he took the whole Fantastic Four at, at one point, I think when he was first introduced, and uh, the Reginald Hudling run. I mean, I know it from the little animation that they made. T'Challa's father kicked Captain America's butt. So I I, exactly. I get it. You, you know, what I mean, I, I know what you're saying. You know, and they they got all they they showcased all these characters because they're all gonna have their own films. So I kind of get that, but that kind of lends credence to my point. You know what I mean? That. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I think that Claw is going to get too much shine. You know what I mean, and, and all this other kind. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. My, my, well, see, my only qualm, if I had any, is that he is meant to be a master of every martial art. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that's the description, and that would look a very specific way. So, what we try to portray is this master of martial arts. This highly intelligent man that is also very cultured that runs a country all of these things kind of being harnessed in a character yeah 
And if you are looking at what we see in Civil War, which, you know, I think is a very, you know, still a well-made movie. Mm -hmm. uh, when he does what he does, there's certain things that I go, this is kind of counter to the character that is written, which is maybe this is the beginning of his journey. Somehow he got that costume, even though his father was still alive. Somehow all this other stuff is a different timeline. You know, I go, all right, I can accept that. I get it. So maybe he's not a master of martial arts yet. And that's what I have to kind of put into my head. But then I go, well, how did he stand with these guys yeah. at that level? And then it goes because, you know, he gets to Zemo at the end and you're going, the T'Challa that we know, not just the one that we have written, but the one that we know from the comic that we really like, yeah. would have, he might have spared Zemo, but he would have beat him half to death first. He would have been like, you're going to get... No, well, he would have said, you do you have before. any children? He was like, no, okay. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> right. Cancel Christmas. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Really giving him a reason to don that trademark purple mask of his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, know, you know, he should have been disfigured. That, that's what I was waiting on. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm not going to let revenge consume me. Fine. I'm not going to kill you. But Panda has a law. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Well, Wakanda has certain laws that exactly. Wakanda's monarch must uphold. Yeah. And you put a volatile hand, no, you put the hand of death on King T'Chaka. Yeah. There's no way you're walking away with a conversation in that hit. Nah, man. How, how they going to play so, for the folks back home? Exactly. <laughs> I just going to look on the so, 6 o'clock Wakanda news. Oh, T'Challa walked away. What? So, so I wanted I wanted to flesh out my reasoning for not feeling their T'Challa 100 percent, right? Because I don't want it to sound like some kind of competitive hate, nothing like that. I want I want them to do well, mm -hmm. you know. I, I want them to do well, but I want them to do well within the realms of doing the character actual justice, as opposed to doing well within the realm of selling tickets and setting up other characters. Don't use T'Challa as a catalyst for that. It was too late. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. think I would have gone to see Civil War if T'Challa wasn't in it. I wouldn't have seen it. You know, I, 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 out of sheer curiosity to see how they're going to portray their Black Panther, I, I, I felt the need to see it. You know, I, okay. I, I've been locked in. I've been watching all these connected tissue movies. I, I wouldn't go see Ant-Man, so... I wanted mm -hmm. to see that. And don't, don't get me wrong. As an artistic work, uh, as a moneymaker, Civil War, it delivered. It, it, it had the boom pow and the laughs and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just my asterisk is that character because of the uh, material I'm associated with. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I, I want to I move on into your individual projects. I mean, there's so much talent down there in the dojo. I'm tempted to believe that there's something in the water. So uh, when I when we talk about D.A., of course, you know, he's extremely talented, you know, writer, uh, director, you know, he does a CGI. Now, did you did you mention video games? Can you talk about that, that business? Uh, yes, we are <clears throat> in doing in doing with Workhorse Bytes. We tend to we do iOS apps right now. We've okay. done a few things for for uh, for Android as well, but we we stay pretty mobile in terms of the, uh, the app development. But one of the games that we did, uh, at least the Android version, would be Fuzzy Cubes. And that okay. was kind of a fun. It's like Rubik's Cube mixed with Tetris. Okay. Uh, we also have a game called uh, Snakes Plus Friends and Tiggy Punch. And we have a, a Votify app. 
So, you know, you can, the majority of them, I think, are free downloads, so you shouldn't uh, have any problem getting them if anybody wants to check them out, see what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a partner here. Uh, if you remember in the third one, the, the Asian cat named Sancha. Sure. Uh, he is my partner in this. Again, one of my students, mm-hmm. and we just happen to have creative flow, so we just worked it out. And ultimately, um, uh, he does uh, the coding. I do the music as well as the, the visuals as an artist. I draw it wow. uh, in the animations, and I guess we work together on the UI, the, the user interface, mm-hmm. and mechanic. We also both do the game uh, design, depending on what particular game it is. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's that's our thing right now. Uh, Brother Stason had to had to dip. He had to go back to his family, so he's a little out. But I can, uh, me and Jeff can fill in all the uh, the holes. I can okay. say a little right. bit about. Can we talk about what uh, Stason uh, Carter is involved with? I mean, I remember a video where he they showcased his uh, his cosplay photography. Is he still doing that? Is he into other uh, adventures now? Or. Uh, he tends to do uh, the cosplay photography, but at this point, he's working a little bit more into into uh, concert photography, doing uh, visualizations with it. So what he did with the cosplay photography is he would take cosplayers, uh, set them up on a screen, and then allow them to truly uh, inhabit the, cre- the characters that they, uh, they were portraying. Mm-hmm. And then he would add backdrops uh, digitally in Photoshop. He would... You know, be it add musculature, make it look almost like it was a graphic novel cover. Okay. Uh, and so it was you know, very awesome. If you guys, you know, get a chance, look at the video, you get a chance to see some of his work. But mm-hmm. he's doing that now, kind of working in uh, in the concert venues. So, say if you go to, uh, you know, say you go to the latest, I don't know, Jay Z concert, or you get there, you come back, and all of a sudden you see you have a cat in the back who's, you know, letting you take your picture, but you can. Uh, have it visualized in a way that allows you to, to see the fantasy that you've just been listening to, you know, those kind of ideas or, or what gotcha. have you. So he's he's definitely uh, trying to break new ground, and he's, he's extremely innovative and artistic in it. Uh, he also has a, a new uh, web series that he's working on called My Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like an action comedy uh, from the vein of, like, Dragon Ball Z. And at the same time, it's this idea of, of just putting forth uh, two characters that are um, funny, but at the same time, awesome. So if you if you like anime, if you like anything to, to do with kind of like the culture of, of comic books and, and this kind of stuff that we do as fans, uh, then you'll appreciate his show just because, it's, I mean, I've seen the storyboards and I've, I've been helping him work out some of the stunt work and, and helping with some of the choreography, and he's a... Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely into it. He's been training incessantly for like the last few months, just prepping for it. So, wow, looking good. We'll, we'll keep you abreast of it when it does happen. Fantastic. And uh, I came across uh, uh, Wester uh, Wester Joseph's work. It was it like Stereo Voodoo or something? He did like this kind of bluesy rock uh, video. You you directed yeah. that video, didn't you, Da? Yes, I did. That's more work of ours. Yes, his work. Wow. Talk a little bit about Wester and, and, and what he's uh, into. Yeah, Wester Joseph has a, well, he has a band called Wester Joseph Stereo Voodoo. And uh, he's been doing music for, uh, gosh, gosh, as long as I've known him. I've known him since about 2000, so almost almost 20 years I've known him. Wow. And uh, he's a very accomplished uh, musician. 
Uh, he can play multiple instruments, but one of the most notable things is he's a left-handed guitarist, huh. as you can see in that video. Mm -hmm. So like Hendrix, but he plays like Hendrix too. And, and that's actually one of the reasons he got tapped at one point to play in a, a movie called Jane Mansfield's Car hmm. uh, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. So okay. he, he got to play in there, and that was like a couple, about three or four years ago, it seems. Mm -hmm. But uh, they specifically pulled him in because he could, you know, because of his, his music work. Okay. Uh, and of course, he's acting. So yeah, it's he's he's an awesome artist. Uh, much like I said with Stasen, but everyone here seems to have the their own talents, and you you guys will be able to hear some of Sta uh, some of Wester's music during our uh, podcast. We'll be putting some of it up, starting with the newest one. So he's been kind of venturing into some more uh, digital as well as acoustic, and so you know he's working his way all the way across the board. And I think okay. we're going to probably use some of his work during the score as opposed to just my work, like like we've done in the past. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and Jeff, uh, you talked about you, you went to school. You're a classical, you're, you're a professionally trained uh, actor. You talked about analyzing the script. Uh, can you talk about some of the, the work that you're doing, uh, you know, uh, off, off screen or, you know, not related to this particular Black Panther film? Okay, well, first and foremost, I make a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am unstoppable. Okay, well, what I do away from the uh, uh, the project of Storms of Carnage, basically I brainstorm with DA, like okay. for future projects. He okay. hinted on that earlier in the interview. And th there are certain concepts that when he and I sit down and talk to him, they become future projects. Wow. So what, yeah, exactly. So that's what I try to do. Like I, like I, I throw like, like I lob, Bob uh, creating grenades at him all the time, and you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then he either redirects them, catches them in his palm, squeezes them, you know, <laughs> and, cool. and we analyze from there. And, uh, and, and like I said, it, it, it usually turns out in my mind, for the most part, like ninety-seven percent of the stuff that we collaborated on, mm -hmm. like in the conceptual stage so far, it just looks like box office gold to me, mm. you know. So. That's that's really what I focus on, away from Storms of Carnage. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, gentlemen, you, you're definitely uh, creating something that's gonna, uh, I think, uh, stand the test of time. I, I've been saying for a while that the distance between uh, the the in the quality of fan films and what's coming out of Hollywood is shrinking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, now, I did hear a little. I, I did hear a little buzz that Marvel may have heard about what y'all are putting down. Did, did y'all hear anything like that? I heard some buzz. I heard some whispers. Uh, we've heard weird things like that every once in a while. And it, uh, it's hard to, to confirm that, but it, it'd be nice. You know, if they are watching, then continue to watch. We have mm -hmm. more and we will always come harder each time. We wow. want them to, to see it. You know, we want them to, if, you know, if they do, want to uh to help us to do more for them then yeah we're open to it we just but the idea is we tend to hold to the authenticity of this material the material mm -hmm. that marvel already has yeah. you know so we just like we just want to show the fans what they what they want mm -hmm. but you know what i'll tell you what i'm watching for i'm watching for that swagger jacket i'm not gonna have that <laughs> <laughs> i will take that I won't take that line down. <laughs> right? if, 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 
if the giant on the field, Marvel, turns around and acknowledges us, I'll be humbled. Mm-hmm. But if they turn around and they take from us, you're going to see me on national television. <laughs> now, now, what is Hollywood known for? Giving out <laughs> compliments or taking ish from people? Come on, man. Come on, man! Y'all, y'all heard about that little that little cartoon years ago, uh, where some kids—it wasn't kids, but some young people—did like a soundtrack off of the um, the the uh, the X Men cartoon, and uh, one of the lines was "I'm a juggernaut," blank, and you know that ended up in the okay. film, right? <laughs> okay, no, I didn't, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, man, it was just uh, you know, cause I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a whole lot of you know what I mean. But this is what I would say for the folks who are listening: I would say create a playlist of uh, Black Panther, Storm, uh, Unleashed, Storms of Carnage, one, two, and three, and watch it now. Watch it again, and definitely watch it before in February you go see Black Panther. You know the Marvel one. You know, what I mean, I, I think because I, I think that it would be interesting to have that that contrast. You, you know what I mean? It'll February, be like it'll be compared to, to a roof Chris steak and beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We're going to be releasing part four way before that as well. So just they'll, they'll be able to look at the entire story. Yes, that would that's, be that's why we did why we did. So you guys are going to get hit like. Hopefully within within about a month, month and a half, you guys are going to get the, the next part. So our goal was to stay stay on top of it for you guys. Excellent, 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 excellent. So uh, wait, go ahead. So I'm definitely going to be pushing this, and uh, I, I tell you, man, uh, you know, I t- I took my son to see um, Iron Monkey. With um, Donnie Yen and the little kid. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. But that was the first movie yeah. I ever took yeah. my son to, just me and him. You know what I mean? That was kind of like, a, you know, like a little bonding kind of thing, father and son kind of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. and then I saw, um, you know, I took all my kids to go see After Earth, the Will Smith film. My son and my two girls, you know. And it was, again, it was a nice, you know, bonding kind of thing and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I see... You know, I see the series that y'all are putting together, and it's something. Uh, how can I put it? It's something uh, without sounding too mushy. It's something kind of healing and, and beautiful to see. You know, strong uh, uh, images of black people in film. You know what I mean? Precisely. Not always playing slaves, and I and I peep the vibe y'all got at the dojo. So I haven't cussed once. I usually am cursing at this point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm peeping, I'm peeping the, the sanctity. But um, it's something healing. It's something, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's something that is mending to see, you know, even though it's violent as hell, <laughs> you know, it's something to see. Positive uh, representation. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know what I mean? Again, even though Kanu and Timbo had engaged in some chicanery, those characters are strong in in their own way. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, even though T'Challa's you know nation is being you know, but to see to see the way he 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 keeps moving forward after you blowing them up and you shooting them and everything, he keeps 
moving forward to see him and, and, and Storm fight and then reconcile and then, and then, you know, them two against the world. I mean, it's something mending. It's something powerful about that. Yeah, I, I believe, uh, I said in one of in an upcoming blog posts, I believe that's going to be a catalyst to get Marvel and Fox to pull a Marvel and Sony, how they pulled their Spider-Man over. Mm-hmm. I, I, this could be a catalyst to get them to pull Storm over into the Marvel Universe so they can have that dynamic. Because like you said, that dynamic is beautiful. It's awesome. It's all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and, and I it, think it, that's it, exactly it, why it, Marvel won't do it. They're not in the business of creating strong black images. They don't have history. Hollywood doesn't have that history. But what I do believe is that what Workhorse is going to do is inspire other filmmakers to not only do their own versions of these black characters. There's a renaissance that's going on right now of, uh, of black comics that's happening. I mean, tons of titles and they're getting support they're just not printing books and they're sitting i mean these guys are getting support so i want to see you know uh fan films of of your caliber of black creations you follow me and and i want i want to see all i want to see that spin you know what i mean because that's beautiful what you guys are doing is powerful but like you said earlier you have other stories that you want to tell and uh and i can't wait i can't wait for that is there uh, is there any other closing uh, remarks? Where can they follow you on social media? Um, you know, is there is there a website they can go to? You mentioned the Patreon. Kind of give us some details. Well, at this point, uh, I think we're going to be showing part three, uh, quite possibly a few more in uh, in New York, November seventh at the uh, Urban Action uh, Showcase. Wow. So if okay. anyone is going to be in New York around that time, then uh, you'll get a chance to, it's a good chance you'll meet me, DA, and uh, and a few of the other cast members. We're going to try to be up there. Okay. Uh, so we invite, you know, just for our screenings, Q&A, that kind of thing. I usually uh, have ended up on a panel for the last couple of years where I answer filmmaking questions and how to how to do what we do for for little to nothing if you wanted to or with when you have a budget. Uh in terms of social media, you can find us on Twitter under Workhorse. Uh, you can find us on our YouTube channel under Workhorse. You can find us on Facebook under Workhorse Pictures. Uh, you know, all of those are there. Uh, we'd love for people to communicate with us, to share, to view, to just stay with us because we're trying. We're trying to build a community, and we're trying to do more and more to develop that community and just give content that people want to see as well as that we want to see. So. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to see it. And we'd love to answer questions. So, you know, drop us a line, everybody. Fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Stay here. Thank you for having me, sir. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media. And going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, 
subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, and um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.